Sweet. How is life in the SoCal? Um, well, I'm getting ready to get the hell out of SoCal for in a day and a half, so I'm yeah. heading to Arkansas. I'm getting yeah. real excited about it. Woo. I've been watching C. Thomas Howell movie, movies as well. Soul Man! Woo! Woo. Yeah, uh, don't worry, I'll ask him about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll give quick and honest answers about it, too. <laughs> you know what? He's not, a, uh, he's not ashamed of it. I've already read some articles. He's not upset about it. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I got tomorrow I've got to uh, get shit done, get packed, and then I leave, like, first thing, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, nice. Excellent. Going to Arkansas. Talk to them Twin Peak folk. Woo! Yep. So I got the Twin Peak folk. I got C. Thomas Howell. I got some My Hero Academia people that I'm not going to be able to talk to because I have no idea what the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, is it an anime? Is it a video game? I... Yeah, it's... An it's app. It's a co- it's a comic book that they made into a cartoon. Oh, okay. Like Ninja Turtles. Sure. And then <laughs> and apparently there's a big movie that just came out oh. yesterday or I've already talked to a couple of people on the panel, so it's not going to be completely, you know. You, yeah. I think it's underserved. I think it's going to be busy. I'm hoping it's busy. Yeah, probably people coming from like Memphis and <laughs> I don't know, Biloxi. I have a friend who lives in Ohio, <laughs> and like she'll drive three states away to go to a con. Well, from what I understand, there we talked about this. The log ladies are supposed to be there. Yeah. And oh, so if, yes. if if just the log ladies show up, that's supposed to be seventy-five of them. So the log squad. Go. That'll that'll <laughs> fill the panel. Clog the log. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, uh, I'm supposed to. I'm hoping to be interviewing <laughs> Rob Paulson. In in three weeks. Yeah. His name is Robert Paulson. Yep. And then um, I've been con- confirmed to do Comic Palooza. We're going to go to Houston, back to Houston. Yeah. Excellent. I hear that's a great one. We might have to do a road trip out there one day. That yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Uh, it will, especially for us because we know everybody. It's <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Colt 45. Um, yep. I, I don't know if you've heard of the Nerdy Bitches, but they're pretty cool. I heard they got. No. Uh, I don't know if they're doing their Cards Against Humanity thing this year. Let's, we'll see. Um, I'm supposed to be doing some kind of <laughs> Joss Whedon con. Ooh. In in in, Jan- in June, and then of course it's uh, held in his backyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hope in, so. It is. It's in, well, it is basically. It's in Los Angeles. It's at that. It's at the LAX Marriott, which is the only oh. place I go. I've been to LA, LA four times, and the LAX Marriott three of them. Excellent. <laughs> so, how are you guys up in Utah? Doing good. Yeah, can't complain. Hasn't been too yeah. snowy, and uh, you know, other than my wife getting cold occasionally. Corona, coronavirus. That must be it. Yep, drinking too much. Definitely. Yep. Uh, well, then you need to get yourself some Lyme disease and you'll be all set. I'm so, ooh, yeah, no. And then Vin Diesel shows up and wants some. Uh, no. I'm I'm really angry that like 20% of the supposed cases in the U.S. have been bad hangovers. <laughs> My friend who's had a sanitation at one of the hospitals... Uh, said the the flu this year has been way more deadly than coronavirus. Yeah, at his hospital. Her, but thank you very much. At her <laughs> hospital. I don't know why they let women at hospitals anyways. That's the she must be a, she, she's a nurse. She's uh she's a nurse and she's the head of sanitation. So she's a janitor nurse. She's the one who yells at the janitor nurses. Okay. <laughs> not even sure what a janitor nurse is. Yeah. And I know what your next question is. No, she's not Filipino. Basically, her job is to oh, run around would, and holler that's... at everybody to keep washing their hands. 
Yeah, no, that's I don't go with racist. That's that's something else. You got the wrong person. Yeah, he, he's just sexist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Because that way I hit fifty percent. I'm not hitting a small minority. And speaking of minorities, there aren't any minorities in this movie. There's like th- uh, there's no. like three in there. Uh, they like are three women. Do, do the Irish count? No, no, no. No, they've got uh, the black buddy. They got the yeah. up the the kind of uppity black administrative lady. Mm-hmm. And then they've got a token officer who's black. No Asian people. Nobody no, of Hispanic no, origin. It's all, it's all white. It's all white except for those three black people, and that's it. <laughs> Should we get started? Well, it is Spielberg. It's true. Well, I went. Well, I clicked on the. You know, I did the Google. And it comes up with a list, and it shows you the pictures of all the cast, and it's just like white, 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 black, white, 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 black, white, 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 black. It's awful. Fifty Shades of White. Yes. Okay, Jad, what's coming? Double homicide, one male, one female. Killer's male, white, 40. Set up a perimeter and tell them we're on route. I'm placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks. Give the man his hand. The future can be seen. All we have to run on are the images that they produce. We see what they see. There hasn't been a murder in six years. There's nothing wrong with the system. It is perfect. I agree. Murder can be stopped. Tell me exactly what it is you're looking for. Flaws. Did we get any false positives? We are arresting individuals who have broken no law. But they will. The fact that you prevent it from happening doesn't change the fact that it was going to happen. The system can't be wrong. You say something to you? No. You're in a lot of trouble, John. I have a warrant in my pocket that says murder. Don't run. You don't have to chase me. From 20th Century Fox. He set me up. He set me up. And DreamWorks Pictures. Who's the victim? I've never heard of him, but I'm supposed to kill him in less than 36 hours. He's coming here to get her. Tom Cruise. I need your help. Can you contain information? I need to know how to get at it. In a Steven Spielberg film. I have to know. I have to find out what happened in my life. You tell me, who was it? Set this up. I don't know. How about now? On June 21st, everybody runs. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Uh, we are finishing off Mystery March with 2002's Minority Report. Woo! <laughs> but we are not alone. Wait, we're not? We're not. I need to put my bra back on? Uh, it's up to you, but uh, it's Craig from Matinee Heroes. He's joining us, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, do I have to put my bra back on? Nah, let's go browless this right. podcast. All right. Man titties out. <laughs> Woo! Right. Just flop <laughs> <on> the top. <laughs> Greg, welcome. So, uh, are, are you a fan of uh, Minority Report? 
Actually, I am. So I'm confused why I'm here because, <laughs> from what I understand, and the the times I've been on and the times I've actually listened to the podcast, which is rare, um, oh, you don't you <laughs> you don't do like good movies. You purposely do really good bad movies, and this one's like a, a middle of the road Spielberg good movie. I, I I was still watch. I was watching it last night. Loved it. I like the little twist in it. I remember it, but it's, it's a fairly decent movie. So I'm confused why I'm here. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Craig, because Twitter voted on this one, and you may yeah. be wondering what what was it going up against? Why why Minority Report? <laughs> well, this came out of our mystery grab bag. Yes, our mystery grab bag, which also <laughs> featured for this vote Miami Vice. Yes, yeah. Colin Farrell's in that one too. Yep. Okay. <laughs> With Jamie Foxx. That's not a bad one either. But that's Michael Mann. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, it's like it's like this one. This one's all right. It's not bad though. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not it's not horrible. But uh, there was also uh, the Kevin Costner vehicle dances with wolves. Ooh. Only won what like eight Academy Awards or something like that. Again, not a bad movie. I mean, it is <laughs> it is what Avatar is based on, but that's okay. <laughs> and then uh, there was also the Sentinel, Michael Douglas, Keith oh. Sutherland, Hollywood royalty battling. So disappointed that one didn't get picked. I love the Sentinel. Babe, we do still have the Patreon exclusive, so <laughs> yeah. the, the Sentinel sounds more like your cup of tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're all the X Men. That movie's great. <laughs> but yes, Minority Report one, and of course, was directed by. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, let's Who's see. He? Steven Spielberg. Uh, he's in a couple other movies. Uh, let's see. He's the director of Always and the BFG, The Post, okay. War Horse, I... uh, Munich, 1941, 1941, Duel, Amistad. You know, uh, movies like that. Oh, okay, okay. He does a lot of war movies. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, he yeah, yeah. A lot of, he did that. A lot of Nazis. Saving Ryan's Privates movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots of Nazis. He likes to kill Nazis in his movies. <laughs> just, yeah. just wants to go around killing Nazis. Oh, and uh, Mario's favorite hook. Oh yes, yeah. I love Hook. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, and he's got another one coming out soon called West Side Story. Sounds like a sounds like a hood movie. Yeah. The Sharks, the Jets. I mean, it sounds like a bad football team. Wait, what? Sharks with jetpacks? I'm in. <laughs> yes. With freaking laser beams on their heads. <laughs> uh, but of course, uh, this was also based on a short story written by Philip K. Dick, a.k.a. sci-fi Stephen King. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, he's uh, a, a writer who also did uh, like Blade Runner and Total Recall and Paycheck. Next. Oh, Next. Just, just no, one of the greatest cool. sci-fi writers of all time. Yeah, pretty much. Just, you know. Yeah, but my question is, is how short was this short story? <laughs> was this Stephen King writing on a napkin short? Yeah. Or <laughs> they've done that. I mean, with Stephen King, he's written some like six-page stories that have turned into three-hour movies. Oh, I will not have you be Spurge Lawnmower Man. He, has, he, they've turned well, stuff he didn't even finish into movies. Yeah. I w- he directed I a movie smirch- he didn't finish based on <laughs> the napkin scratching. Of- I would never be smirch Lawnmower Man because it gave us Lawnmower Man too. Joe's yeah. War coming soon. <laughs> Greg, are you going to be on? No, damn it! You're not going to do Job's War with us? No, because the Job. The reason why it's called Job is didn't Job have to suffer continuously, and it, like over and over again to prove that he was very uh, very faithful watching that movie would be a job-like task yeah <laughs> only for the strong of heart 
That's yeah, right. I'm, I'm very weak of heart. I'm old. I'm getting old. I just saw Call of the Wild with Harrison oh. Ford, and he's oh. in the he's in it without a shirt. Oh, and my. I felt awful because he's like 79 years old, and he looks like in better shape than I've ever been in my life. Well, he is Harrison Ford. See, I would go and see it if there was a dog in it, but there are no dogs in this movie <laughs> about oh, dogs. It's not that bad. The, the CGI mm. dogs, if you watch it, you'll realize that if they had actually used real dogs, they would have had a pile of dead dogs at the end of this movie. They did at the end of the book. <laughs> oh, well, I know, but th- this would have been, they would have been like using dogs like Milo and Otis. Just throwing them off. Oh, sorry, I didn't yeah. have any film in. Okay, get another two. <laughs> <laughs> just get a bucket of pugs and a bucket of cats, and we'll just whenever we need a new one. No, no, yeah. no! Throw the bucket. We we did just watch Benji off the leash, and they threw two dogs off a cliff. <laughs> Those are obviously one... stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> this one they beat with clubs, and there's a lot of dog on dog violence. And so, I, and then I oh, yeah, could, I like read I said, the book. I could see why they needed a CGI dog, and it's not that bad. It's no worse than the Lion King. They could have done a combo. They could have done part real dog yeah. and part and CGI dog for stunts. Well, like the front well, half fake and back end. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this was adapted for the screen though by Scott Frank and John Cohen. Who are they? They did Get Shorty, Out of Sight Good movie. Good yeah, movie. I say Out of Sight. Yeah, Marley and Me. Uh, yeah, sad, speaking of sad dog movies, uh, yeah. The Wolverine. Oh, that, the, the Wolverine? Yeah. The, the okay. Wolverine, the Japanese one, yeah. Yeah, that and, was okay, especially compared to the first Wolverine movie we got. Well, And they also <laughs> did Logan, so they topped it off with the really good one. Right, because I know that James Mangold is, an exe- is a producer on this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's also a producer on Call of the Wild, and he's also supposed to be the new director for the Indiana Jones movies. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know the Indiana Jones one. That's good. Spielberg has stepped down. What? <laughs> he he's uh he has, he's not taking the Ridley Scott approach. Yeah, he's, he's got like fifty thousand movies in the pipe, and he's uh, you know he's like ah I'll let someone else take it. Yes, nice, nice, excellent. Well, of course, uh, Minor Report also stars Sir Thomas Cruise, uh, Max von Sydow, uh, Neil McDonough, Colin Farrell. Who's the little guy? Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, with a weird he has like a weird philadelphia accent in this whole movie he's almost like a game show host yeah yeah it's kind of a well yeah we'll 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 get to gideon i guess that was kind of the 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 least intimidating warden ever right (laughs) yeah hey steve yeah i feel like we're way too sober to do this movie. yeah i feel like i've been talking a lot just talking about those memorable movies of steven spielberg but uh you got something to drink over there? I do! In honor of our delightful guest and Tom Cruise, we picked up an arrogant bastard ale. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I feel humbled. We thought about <laughs> you. I'm going to pop my top here. Oh! Ooh. My top! Nice. By the way, the tagline is You're not worthy. 7.2% alcohol by volume. Oh, I have a long thing to read. The pour? So much foam. This is a beautiful reddish-brown beer. Lots of foamy heads. Do you want to read the very long, uh, arrogant uh, talking <laughs> uh, talk here? Not really, but damn. Um, this is an aggressive beer. You probably won't like it. It is quite doubtful that you have the taste or sophistica- sophistication to be able to appreciate and this quality and depth. You know what? I'm going to pass on this one, but... Uh, I've had that beer. It's not bad. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's a nice, uh, nice American strong ale, I believe, is the classification. Yeah, yeah. Mm. this is a beautiful beer. Look at that gorgeous copper color. Mm. Oh, it's to- you can totally read right through it, even though it's nice and dark. Yeah, very, uh, very well rounded. Like it's got the malt and the hops, and just a nice, yeah. hearty balance of both. Mm-hmm. I like it. Aggressively delicious. Uh, as it says at the end here, the true nature of liquid arrogance. <laughs> yeah, just like our guest. <laughs> well, I appreciate being on. I don't know why I'm being attacked, but that's nice. <laughs> I am complimenting you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Is that really? It sounds It sounds like it's one of those backhanded, really hard backhanded with maybe some spikes on the knuckles backhanded compliments. <laughs> uh, are, are you drinking anything, Greg? Oh, well, I'm trying to avoid getting sick because uh, watching Peter Stromar blow snot out of his nose in this movie. Oh. And his whole apartment reminded me of my 20s. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but before you learned about uh, sanitizing wipes and all that. Oh, no. botulism. No, before I learned about throwing food away or buying something and then forgetting it's in the fridge for six months. Uh. Um, there has been many times that there has been milk that we just didn't even open. We just threw away and immediately just kind of, we just walked away from the fridge and just bought a new one. Um, <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> but yeah, he had so much snot coming out of him. I, I, it was like the coronavirus. I was concerned. So I'm just drinking what I usually drink for most uh, of my early morning podcasts. I'm drinking tea. My lovely lemongrass tea from Tira. Nice. Delicious. It's like, it's like drinking Fruity Pebbles when you put enough sugar in it. <laughs> Excellent. Works for me, yeah. All right. All right. So we start off a minority report. It's DC. The year is 2054. And uh, basically, there's in Washington, DC, there's no crime because there's three people floating in a pool called precogs who can predict the future on billiard balls. Now, this may no, no, seem. They're, they're custom made billion ball, billiard balls. They're, they're custom. I like how they're, they can shine them up real quick. Not only do they cut them real quick, but then they're, they're glossed and varnished almost it, immediately. And, and 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 this is what I, ne- I never got of it. Like like the names come written or you know like I don't know laser cut or whatever on them. Uh, is that from them saying a name or just uh, how is that no, transferred from the their dreams I I, to? I I don't know how they get on the ball, but then again, I don't know how they see the future. So if you're gonna dip deep, if you're gonna dive deep into the situation, you can't look at the details too much because it all makes no sense. Yeah, well, well, that's one thing about this movie I really love. I, I, I love all the, you know, 2002, all the futuristic technology and stuff they have going on. But in, in the back of my mind, the, the engineer part of me is always like, how? how? Uh, explain this to me real quick. <laughs> well, in a lot of ways, they're not far off. It was 2002. They weren't that far off. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. they've got targeted ads towards people now, and they're getting to oh. the point where you will be able to walk down the street, and they will be able to see who you are and project ads specifically for steve and then different ones for izzy so like you'll be walking down steve and there'll be you know a beer commercial and as izzy goes down because they can read your thoughts they'll be like match.com <laughs> now they'll be okay that, that was the thing with this movie oh. that caught me off guard because i know like we get the targeted ads or whatever on your phone and stuff and it's like hey here's a here's a you know some special savings for steve if a hologram popped up and said, "Welcome back, Mister Condrick. How'd your T-shirt pop?" I'd be like, "Nope, I'm out of here. Fuck this." Yeah, I would specifically I would. avoid brands that use that kind of advertising. 
Yeah, my wife really thought that was bad too. She's like, I wouldn't go back in there. <laughs> you know, and it'd be really bad if you go in and like you just go into a convenience store and he's like, Welcome back, Mr. Kondrick. Did you want another copy of Jugs magazine and some lubricant? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Keep your goddamn know. voice down. <laughs> You're so funny. You're my favorite customer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here you go. Nice doggy. Izzy, yeah. it is your time of the month. Please head over to the, the <laughs> women's sanitary napkin aisle. How did like, you know? Because <laughs> they know everything. Ha! Huh, jokes on you. I use reusable ones. <laughs> I, I, what is it? The cup thing they've got? Um, <laughs> yes, uh, the ball in the cup game from Mexico. It's <laughs> no, no, no. They have a little cup you shove up in there. Oh, I haven't been yeah, brave yeah. enough to try that one, uh, but they do have uh, washable and reusable fabric ones. Well, that's just wonderful. I'm glad this is going right where I thought it was. This I is know. Fast. Hey. So now we can talk about our uh, our ethic and social duty to prevent waste ending up in landfills <laughs> via female menstruation. <laughs> and and Craig, just to uh, you know keep this from uh, happening to you, uh, they're not pencil holders. <laughs> oh, okay. They they may oh. look like very soft, fashionable pencil holders. They are not. Because I was chewing on the end of them like a pencil. I'm not sure that was a good idea, but but they also had the screens that you can use with your hands, and you know, I mean, it seems ridiculous now, but uh, they've been using that as a called, sci-fi trope since this. It's called the Xbox Connect. Ghost hunters yep. use yeah. it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Even the uh, the automated cars they could be Teslas if you really wanted to. I'm, I mean, I'm really waiting yeah. for automated cars because people drive like shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, like we were watching that too, and I was like, oh yeah, this is babe, that's what I'm telling you. All those uh, self parking and all those yeah. other cars. This is what's going to be in you know 30 years in movie logic or whatever. And like, but why? Why would well, why do they have like the vertical roads and stuff? I'm like, well, because they run out of horizontal. That's no, no. I was asking why the road went went vertical. I, I understood that. Why did the car turn horizontal? It takes up more space that way. Less cars on the well, road because it's still attached to the road. Yeah, but they could have just turned downward. Oh, I, oh, I oh! I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. No, I, I think it's because like the seat or whatever on the inside will like kind of turn with it when it does that too. Okay. I guess like there's a little capsule that's kind of like a gyro and it yeah. Just kind of keeps you, yeah, I guess it it was a cool effect and I think it's mostly because in the future they think that we can't spread out we're gonna have to go up yeah you know, we, <laughs> so we can't build out we're gonna have to build up and that's why every <coughs> futuristic city is like ten thousand stories tall so this is there must have been just a, it's a good way to get to the top six hundred flights of a of a building is that yeah. vertical highway I don't know. Yeah, and looking how large Tom Cruise was in those vehicles, I uh, that looks like my nightmare being in one of those vehicles. I know, because he's like four and a half feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need so some the, ballroom. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely not any, there's not a, that's not a good mafia car. You're not going to be able to put enough bodies in the trunk in that. You can barely get Tom in there. Well, I mean, we're about to get to it, but you're not going to be able to put bodies in there anyway, because they're going to stop you. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, the, they're like, well, the, the cops want me to come to the police station so I can't escape, and I'm heading there. It's like, I, 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 don't, I don't like that because I know, I know not necessarily the cops. I know Ford dealership, uh, state of California, cocksuckers that they are. They may be like, nope, guess what? You're coming to California now because you haven't paid us an extra 500 bucks to get your title. You thought you were going to the store, but really, you're coming three states over. Yep. No, because he had a he had a, he drove a car. Remember the car that built around him? He was driving. 
So they still make cars you can drive if you want, I guess. Well, they make cars cops can drive. Ooh, that's right. It hadn't been like programmed or something yet, so he just had a. Oh a yeah, free that's right. The one he stole out of the dealership. Yeah, and of course, again, my lovely wife from Nerdy <laughs> Bitches, Heather. She is. This is a trope that always happens. Is because I know that if I get fired from a company, my shit gets turned off immediately. Oh, oh yes. yeah. When he comes back with his his eyes in a bag. <laughs> Three days later, yes. Three days yeah. later, he comes back, and he's still got access to the building. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Actually, that was the one thing where I was like, yep, that's how you know uh, Precog is a state-ran uh, <laughs> thing. It's like, <laughs> ran by the government. It's like, it's still going through the bureaucracy before it's like, all right, weekly checkup. Uh, make sure Anderton's off there and all the other dead cops, all the, all their eyes are off there. Well, it's know. the government. You know that people get go postal when they get fired so they probably have that the first thing that happens so all the things that happen fast it's the shutting off of credentials getting them uh, turned back on takes six weeks a week before you get fired they've turned it off oh yeah, I, exactly i know what it was an email was sent to the person that handles all the logins and all that with the earlier you know, retinal scans or whatever but the computer auto-corrected it to John Anderson instead oh, of Anderton. so all the Andersons got disabled but Anderton was just fine yeah yeah. There we go. Autocorrect strikes again, man. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to kind of jump over this one. Uh, we all kind of know the basic story, basically. Uh, oh, it's a, t- it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, yeah. This one happens in every movie. You know, you want to kill someone, they know you're going <coughs> to kill someone, they inter- they get you before you kill someone. The guy who wants to kill, is in charge of protecting people, for, is now accused of killing someone. And yeah, I've seen this movie millions of times. This is this is this is a very standard sci-fi trope. You've got Which psychic is it... children trapped in a goldfish bowl who use <laughs> ping pong balls to tell the future. The, yeah, that, that's not the base story though. That's just the uh, the, the the window dressing of are, it. That's are you more... sure that's not the story? <laughs> Sounds like the base story to me. Because and then well, you have that one creepy guy who's uh, works for the IT who is a little bit too involved, brushing teeth and. And kissing foreheads, and he's re- super creepy. You know that he's that she's going to be pregnant without her consent in like a year. Wow! I mean, Craig. wow! You didn't get that vibe from oh, that one thousand percent. That's the <laughs> 1, sequel. One thousand percent. You know it. One thousand percent. Well, at the rate he's going, another eight or nine years, he might actually, you know, attempt to ask her out on a date. He doesn't have to. She's as long as she's unconscious and underwater. He's he's like, oh well, you know, if it's not above water, it's not illegal. <laughs> What it's ha- like oh yeah. What, what happens what? in the temple stays in the temple. Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah the uh, the the what does he call it the, the milk or whatever they're floating in the. <laughs> it's, it's like water. oh yeah oh yeah all kinds of uh, you know uh, antiseptics and uh, <coughs> spermicides uh, you know stuff like that to make sure they're 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 absolutely comfortable and you know in- increase the dreams and it's like wait did you say spermicide what no uh, oh look over here uh, it looks what? like we're getting another ball no. uh-huh. yeah. I believe in the future buoyancy is, is consent. <laughs> okay, so on this, so there's the uh, the three precogs, the the twins and... Uh, Agatha. Agatha. I always would call her Agnes for some reason. Yeah, Samantha Morton. Yes. Um, yeah, the- in a lot of the shots, one of the twins is held a lot more above water than the others. Like, his chair is elevated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know why. Is it so we can tell them apart? Maybe his boys didn't like the water. It was too cold. Yeah. Maybe. He, he was uh, pruning up pretty bad, so I thought they'd give him some uh, above water time. I guess. I, I didn't notice that, so I don't have anything for that. I, just, I think that's just uh, coincidence. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that was forethought. I think that was just the way it happened. Nothing in a movie is an accident, Craig. 
you obviously don't know how movies are made. <laughs> there's a lot of things in movies that are just sure acts. You know, uh, in another Spielberg movie, you know, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, that guy uh, at the very end didn't mean to eat that fly. That was an accident. <laughs> nope. Everything is on purpose. Everything is a choice. All right. Um. <laughs> 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 all right so okay so one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the movie is actually was surprisingly early in the movie for me but um it's when uh you know anderton's there and uh, get they get the next red ball and it has his name on it um but oh no no wait that's right no he sees it on the screen first and then the ball comes that's yeah right. but, he yeah. sees his face yeah, yeah, his name is screen. not on that he's, his name is never on the ball it's he's the one that's accused of being oh wait oh yeah he was accused of being the killer yeah, the no. the victims the victims' names that's are on right. the ball. Oh, oh, the Leo Crow, but no. And then yeah. I, th- then no, I thought the second ball, ball was coming around. Right. No, no, no there's the second and a perpetrator ball. No, the second that's at the very end when his name is on the ball. At the very end of this what? is like the very like the very worst lottery end of the in the history of the world. No, it, okay, yeah, the Leo Crow comes and he's like yeah. researching it or whatever, and then he sees his face, and then the second ball comes that has his name on. That's why he has to that's snag right. it before the other guy grabs it. That's right. Yeah, right. Yes, he, Okay. And, and immediately oh, okay. and very calmly and t- out of nowhere says, I want cake, which I understand happens to me on a daily basis. But it was really weird. Just automatically go, hey, I want cake now. Well, you know, go get... well, that, that, that's what happens, you know, when you run like 18 miles a day, you know, like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Tom Cruise running from psychics. Yeah. You got to get that hey, cake. Up. I, he, he didn't do his normal run in this movie, did he? Hit. There wasn't a scene with him chugging like he normally does. I'm trying to think back. Every time he was running, he was like dodging people and, and having to. Uh, That's true. He, he did more yeah, so fighting is, in this one. Yeah, it is kind of crowded. Well, and uh, yeah, so so basically, the the creepy guy gives him like a two minute head start because he's like he like sees the screen too. He's like, yeah, that's your face. Uh, I liked you. You're always nice to me. I'll give you two minutes before I pull the alarm. And then he's like in the elevator with uh, Colin Farrell, yeah. <laughs> and they're like having a little pissing contest. Like I, I know, I know you've been uh, you've been on uh, was it the Clarity or whatever the, yeah. the drug is? No, you're doping. He's on Clarity, <laughs> Claritin. Yeah, he's on Claritin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Danny is like, or uh, Colin Farrell's like all cocky, like, yeah, I don't, I don't hear that. No alarm going off. Beep, beep. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> May have overstepped my bounds, but. Uh, then we get a nice little chase scene with the yeah. with the, the, the pre cops or whatever, all decked up in their rollerball outfits with jetpacks and their six six sticks. Not catch on fire. <laughs> you know what? Questions for another time. Uh, my question to Steve was more. So Steve, you you grew up around cops. I sure did. How many of them should be wearing jetpacks at any given time? <laughs> what <None>. percentage? <laughs> yeah. I also grew up around cops. They should not be allowed to leave the ground. Um, <laughs> Keep them in their crown fix. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As long as they're in the LTD Limited, whatever, they're fine. Just don't get them on a jetpack. And like I said, those jetpacks did catch other things on fire, but they didn't catch their ass, which was closest to the flame on fire ever. Well, well obviously, those uh, super tight pants they were wearing are flame retardant. Yeah. Also, well, babe, babe, we can't use that word. Remember? Also, they have a very strong no beans on duty rule. <laughs> yeah. No vegans allowed on this particular. It's like, oh no, Koopa got newt. How? Three bean salad. Ooh, chilly day. Who went, who went to Chipotle? God damn it! I said no more Chipotle. <laughs> damn it, Anders. Anyway. <laughs> I had to suck all that head down to make more room in my glass. Oh. <laughs> wow. <Biggity>. No. <laughs> 
Are right. we still on? All right. Um, <laughs> all right so need some alone time. <laughs> eh, eh, let, let's finish this first. Uh, no, I'm yeah, I'm gonna finish. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, basically, when he's uh, run away with cops, he goes to um, I, I, some, some old lady. I, I think she was part of like the original program. Uh, it's Aunt May from uh, Twister. Yeah. And uh, oh, but first yeah, she gets she, attacked by her plants. Yeah. She's oh gotta, yeah. She's in charge of the. She was the one in charge of the precogs before it became a federal crime department. So she was working yeah. on something else. She accidentally invented them is what I, I sort of got from it. She was playing around with some genetic engineering. That's what she does. And uh, they suddenly realize, hey, look, there's kids that are psychics. Well, they're getting taken away by the police department now. So none of your problem. Now, well, yeah, but that's a really niche thing. I mean, not only are they psychics, but they can only sense murder. And instead of them thinking they're like psychotics who are having dreams of killing people, they found out that they were actually true, and that's how do you put those two dots together? Yeah, okay. Well, you guys, the government does does have like a psychic ability sector. They've been trying to harness psychic abilities oh, since like World War One. Outside of the Santa Barbara Police Department, I mean, no, no, no. Like for realsies, like that man who stared at goats is like based yeah, on a true story. Oh yeah, I saw okay, the men gotcha. who, yeah, the men who saw goats or whatever. Yeah, but that didn't work. <laughs> they still have the division. They yeah, still no, have funding. You guys, it's all it's all been a what is it a black redacted and whatever. They're oh, not going to tell us if it worked. Come on, until like 1998, they kept saying that Groom Lake, aka Area 51, didn't exist. You could drive up to it, and they would tell you you weren't staring at a base. You think our <laughs> government's going to tell us the truth about psychics? So, yeah, but I believe you're. You, I think you you have faith in their competence a lot more than I do because I, I yeah. everyone used to think there was this big global conspiracy and then that the there was a deep state and everything and then Trump got elected and we all went oh we're yeah. fucked. There's no, there is no there is nobody helping us we're all on our own we're all screwed that's Trump right we're a, all idiots I forgot damn it Trump is a puppet for the shadow government obviously working towards globalization but whatever <laughs> no, I, exactly the opposite because he's that's not what he's doing he's not doing globalization he's doing quite the opposite. Yeah, no, he's setting the stage so that we're going to welp- welcome it by swinging pe- pendulum all the way to the other side. Uh, okay, uh-huh. so the, the, here comes the Bernie Bros. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so quick question. Let me take my tinfoil hat off real quick. <laughs> yeah, so, no, no, you're lost now. No. Um, okay, in, in the opening thing, it's like, oh yeah, murder rate is like up to like twenty percent or some shit. Yep. Like they they have like fifty million murders apparently. Kills more people than obesity now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But these three precogs stopped all murder, specifically in the District of Columbia. Yeah, they only have like a 200-mile radius, I think they said. 200 miles inland? Uh, Like around the precogs. They they can only, like, they they can sense. They can probably get to Richmond. They might be able to get almost to D.C., not quite. I mean, almost yeah. to New York City, or, but not yeah, quite. Yeah, Boston. But they only... No. They only <laughs> no, Boston, Boston's Oh, well, yeah, Boston's on yeah. the other side. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. only enforce in D.C., but, yeah, they... Because uh, they mentioned a couple of times, like, oh, who'd be dumb enough to try and commit a murder within 200 miles of these guys? Uh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and also, that, that's the big deal, is that, you know, Max von Sydow is going to go national with it. Right oh. now, it's a pilot program in D.C., Exactly. And so when they go national, though, is it going to be the same three precogs, or are they get, making new ones, or like what's what's the plan with that? Because genetic engineering, Aunt Meg can make more. Well, I, but I you, no, she's too busy making the fucking Harry Potter plans. Yeah, 
I think you put more thought into that than the writers did. So yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think they were thinking that too far ahead. <laughs> it was based on a short-sighted story by Philip K. Dick. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that was just one thing where I was like, oh, okay, cool. You go national. Now what? <laughs> do, do you just have like make the tanks transportable? Like they get those cool little, uh, I don't know, like the Slave One helicopter things that they have in this movie, or I, I don't know. But you're going to need 1,500 of them at the bare minimum, right? Times three, times three. So you need 4,500 of them just to be able to get like most population areas. And then if you're going to kill someone, you would just like, hey, let's go to Cheyenne. You know what'd be good? Let's go to Logan, Utah. No one's going to get us there. <laughs> uh, it's within the 200 mile radius of Salt Lake City. You know the LDS Church will not allow that precog shit to go on yeah well they already no, have it going on i was say that's because they already have it they use it to find that theirs are specifically programmed to find uh not mormons <laughs> and so, send what, missionaries to their house <laughs> what yeah would the lds version instead of wooden balls be like gold plates would pop out <laughs> you read the gold plates and go oh yeah you put them in a hat and oh get some glasses and... oh yeah trust me that's totally your name on that gold plate yep yep <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's here. in a uh, Ar- 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 Aramaic. Is that is that a language? Yeah, that's what that's what that is. And then Burn him. Going, oh. Yeah, I saw him read them. I didn't read it myself, but I saw him read them, so I know that they're, they're true. But you got to read it through the the cool stone um, thing um, in the box. It, you know what? It, it's a complicated process. Here, uh, let me show you on this cool little hologram computer screen that I have. <laughs> Let, let me. Uh, do you have a few moments to talk about our, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our precogs? <laughs> and uh, if we have time, cold fusion. Oh well, it's very simple. You see, you just flip the blackboard over. Oh, it's already on that blackboard. Wait, where, where, where's the board going? No, <laughs> Doctor Elizabeth, <Elizabeth's> you come back. <laughs> I love the fucking Elizabeth's saint. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I love that movie. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so so we've come to the time now where uh, uh, we find out what a minority report is. Basically, it's when one of the three precogs doesn't quite see the same as the other two. And, oh yeah, you can get access to that. All you have to do is break back into pre-crime and, you know, steal all the files and download it and then find someone who will believe you and blah, blah, blah. Wait, and so Tom Cruise is like, do, yeah, sure. Do, but wait, where do they store the minority reports? It, back at pre-crime. Yes, but where at Precog? Oh, uh, apparently, like within three feet of Agatha and the Precogs? Inside yeah. of Agatha, because she's the strongest Precog. Oh, that's right. He's got to like get her, get has... her to think about it and then have somebody yeah, else report so, it. Yeah, so right. the minority report is uh, there might be an alternate future. Yeah. And so they only like project the one that's going to be murder, but there might there's a chance that they the person might not murder them, but that would have thrown the whole system off. So the only one that sees the alternate versions is the strongest one. That's Agatha. So sorry, Tom Cruise needs to see if he has a minority report so he can prove himself innocent that there's a chance that they could be wrong. Yeah. So so as he break it, first he makes a stop at Peter Stormare's office, you know, nice oh, little... Oh, you've uh, got to. You know when Peter Stormare shows up, the, you've just elevated this movie from okay to good. Right. Uh, and the amount of snot coming out of his nose is just unbelievable. Don't worry, I won't get you sick. The amount of uh, antibiotics I'm about to shoot you up with could kill a horse. Yeah, because he, he's got to get his eyes swapped out. And as someone who's had LASIK surgery and made the horrible mistake of watching the VHS tape of the operation afterwards, um, 
this scene makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it made me. Un- did you did you pay extra for the videotape or did you get it for free? Oh, it, it was included. <laughs> oh, good. I, I don't know if it was like Disneyland where you have to pay like fifty bucks to get the videotape too. I, I think it was more of like <laughs> it, it was like recorded or something for you know to like show students or something at another time. But he's like, "Would you like a copy of this too?" I'm like, "Sure." It it was literally like watching the the video from the ring. Like it is. <laughs> How early did you do this? I mean, were you like like the first dozen people to ever get LASIK? I don't know. It was like two thousand five, six, some, sometime around oh, there. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It was after this like movie. They, yeah. but... I was going to say. Um... I almost failed a science class because my our science teacher made us watch his LASIK surgery. Oh, goddamn. In like 97. And he specifically said, if you close your eyes, put your head down, I will fail you for I will I will fail you for this part of the semester. He was he was that one who said uh that I don't he he was that science teacher who was Put your hands down my bag. pants. Nah, he <laughs> Basically, he hated being in a small town because he never got out of the small town. He went to school at the school he went to. And apparently he had to punish all of us kids in the small town because he never got out. Okay. Yeah. He drove a Saturn. Mm. How's that working out for him? I'm sure he still drives it. (laughs) The only car I I ever saw being sold in a mall. I'm sure he does not still drive that car. I'm sure he's... Because I know Saturns don't last that long. He's moved on to DeLorean. He would specifically leave his keys on the table. And I remember one day he was in a really foul mood and was like, if one of you assholes wants to steal my car, make sure you total it. And then he left the room. And uh, just so you know, if you go to Houston, you can buy a Tesla there in every mall. They sell Teslas in the malls. Oh, uh. Yeah, they're, that's they're true. Not, that's right. They're not allowed to be their own dealerships for some reason. Well, yeah, there's the like man. a yeah, there's a rule against them. Big gas guzzler. Yeah, the uh, the, the the car dealers came together finally and then fought them off. So they they have to you have to go to a, you have one in the mall. You look at it, you sit in it, you know, oh, oh a million dollars, and then they pay for it, and then they send it to right. you someday. Yeah, you, see you in and three and a half years. Yeah, you pre-order it. In fact, they're pre-ordering the one now that looks just like the car from uh, the Wraith. Oh shit! Because yeah. uh, our good friend Jason put a down pay, a deposit on it. Oh, wow. The deposit's only a hundred bucks. Is that the Cybertruck? I think so. Okay, because the one thing I did like, I did like this car. I wish they had made this that. That car that they built, I wish they made a version of that you could buy. The self-driving cool. car? I liked it. Yeah, it looked like a Tron cycle, but lighter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It looked a lot like the uh, the GT40 from... Um, Ford v. Ferrari? Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, a little bit. Like it had that Somewhat. nose. A little, little aerodynamic, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look up Italian race cars. Yeah. All right, well, uh, and yeah, okay, so he has the eye surgery... And, you know, he's got to wait, was like 12 hours or something like that well, uh, before he takes the bandages that, off? Oh. Let's not forget that this doctor is someone he put away once. Oh, yeah, when he was like, yeah. you're like, oh, you don't remember me, huh? Like, as he's like, you know, just shot him up with all the... The painkillers. The painkillers and, and stuff, like he's about to go night-night. And like, oh, yeah, don't worry, though. When I was in prison because of you, I learned lots of things. I'm just like... This is going to turn to a fucking hostel or like a Saw yeah, movie. And it's going to turn to Saw. And then the, the lady with the mole. Mole. Moly, moly, moly. <laughs> mole. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm aware I have a mole. Mole, mole. Shh. <laughs> yeah. Guaca. Mole. Okay, yes. 
<laughs> so, but that was that whole scene that was so uncomfortable, uh, especially when they start doing the you know uh, Clockwork Orange. Let's stick the little pla- the metal things into his eyes. They'll uh, keep his eyes wide. Yeah. yeah. Well, because they're gonna pop his eyeballs out. Uh, yep. Fun, fun stuff, guys. <laughs> All right. So afterwards, he's you like took a little nap, had some horrible dreams about losing his son at the the um, oh my god swimming pool and yeah. all kinds of fun stuff. But then the cops show up, and they have spiders, which we will see later on in another Spielberg movie with Tom Cruise, War of the Worlds. Yeah, they're, they're just many versions exactly of those. Like the same things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned that too. I was like, "Wait, do you think they just used the same, uh, <laughs> yeah, the same CGI stuff and like uh, put the put all the legs on the bottom instead of the sides?" Yeah, there we go. We got it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why spend all that money when we've already done all the work? <laughs> Wait, we have a lot of video of Tom Cruise running, right? Can't we just use that? <laughs> so to avoid these spiders, that because they <laughs> they go through the entire apartment and a nice, cool little tracking shot. Though it's weird that you're like looking from above through a glass wall that isn't there kind of a thing. But it's like go, goes apartment to apartment, people having fights, people fucking all kinds of stuff and like reads their eyes and then moves on. Uh, so to avoid this, Tom Cruise throws himself in an ice bath. Yep. Hoping they can't scan him because they lose his body heat. Yep. And those little fuckers have shock treatment, just like R2-D2. You can't trust robots. Right? <laughs> and, then... and then they just start shocking the water until he moves. That's awful. Yep. And he pops up, and they peel the little bandage off, and they scan his what appeared to be already rotting eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> Six hours early. Don't forget, he's got to wear those for 12 hours, and he's got to, and they do it early. Oh, you'll go blind. <laughs> But yeah, he doesn't go blind. Yay! <laughs> that would be a better movie if he was blind the second half of the whole movie, right? Or at least like in the one eye, or I don't know. <laughs> his yeah, de- his depth of... perception's just really fucked right? up. For the rest of the movie, he's just constantly walking with his hands out, trying to make sure he doesn't hit anything. <laughs> uh, that'd get really weird in the scene when he uh, meets up with the guy that killed his son. <laughs> Yep, he's like he's got to touch his face to see if he recognizes him. Yeah, wait, then, wait. You don't look familiar. You don't feel familiar. You don't sound course, familiar. What, what are these strips of paper on your on your bed? Because he wouldn't see the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you you uh, you scrapbooking here? What is this? What's going on in here? Oh, it's a crafting. I love crafting. What are you doing? Is it your vacation? I love vacations. I I like the scissors that make the little, little rib sections. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a Utah thing, isn't isn't it? Oh, crappy? oh, scrapbooking? scrapbooking is the thing in Utah. Oh, it's it's yes. up there with like vegetables in your Jello. Uh, there was shrimp in that one Jello at your dad's funeral. Yeah, what shrimp, shrimp in the were jello? in a green we, we, Jello? We don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> we were already mourning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I I really don't like funeral potatoes. And my wife, what? Them, but I can't. Oh, I you're can't mistaken. And I'm like, well, I really hate them. They're called funeral potatoes because the only person who is grateful is the dead guy in the coffin because he didn't have to eat them. No, they're mm. delicious. False. They're to help you with your grieving. You know what? Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to have to send Heather some of the good recipes because yeah. I, I think Ooh, that may be the Next issue. time you guys come to visit, we will make you the good recipe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you want chronic diarrhea, funeral potatoes. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's dysentery and starch together in one how, thing. How, how sensitive is your tum-tum? 
My sen- I have a very sensitive tum tum, but also uh, corn potatoes. The ones I've had were just garbage. Oh, um, so <laughs> it wasn't tater tots, uh, sour cream. Uh, was it cream of chicken soup? Cheddar? Is it? No, it's not the cheddar listen soup. To That's in the- listen to this. Uh, a Think bunch of, all of the stuff you're putting together, and it's just it's just asking for anybody who's even slightly lactose intolerant to implode and spend their life in a toilet. Oh, that's it. The lactose. Oh, okay. okay. That, there we go. There it. we go. Yeah, right. But I didn't like the taste of it. I just didn't. I, I, the, whatever they put on top of this one, maybe they put green beans in it. I can't remember. Maybe they put the crunchy onions on they the top. They put the crunchy onions on top. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put my little California twist on it. I put the deep fried jalapeno chips on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you see, Craig's stomach is so sensitive, he can feel us judging him from this <laughs> Oh, and also, Craig, I, we, I, think, I, think, I think we forgot to mention, nope. uh, when Tom Cruise went back to pre-crime, he also stole Agatha. Bring him along for the ride. Yeah, that, it, apparently sure. he just walked out with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because you can, you can sit there in a pool of water for years and never lose an ounce of muscle. She lost some muscle. She was wobbly. She was like Bambi on ice. She was fine. She, she was, was just, wa- she, she just, was leaning on him. She had to lean against she, the door. She just wanted to cling on to. She's like the nurse. She just wanted to cling on to Tom Cruise. She just wanted to the, feel that six pack. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And she was doing fine. She was just more of it was just she was like scared. It seemed more that she was scared clinging than I'm weak clinging. Yeah. Well, they they did escape by being flushed out of pre pre crime. So, who knows where they ended up. So yeah, so uh, so Tom Cruise and Agatha they go to see Rufus, who I've written down as Virtual Mister Rourke. Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah, it, it's Fantasy Island. What is your fantasy? Let me put a uh, different accent. But if if, if it had been like Ricardo Montalban or something, it'd be oh, like fucking spot on. <laughs> I miss Ricardo Wait, was he, Montalban. Uh, was he already gone in two thousand two? Shit, know. I think he was. My wife has never seen Fantasy Island, and so she <gasps> saw the trailer for the new one. Oh, it's like do people do people die in every episode? Yes, in the seventies, people died after every episode of Fantasy Island. It was what a different movie that would have been. I mean, different television show that would have been. Yeah, well, we we That's the we reboot. went we went and saw Fantasy Island the other day. Oh, I'm sorry, Bloomhouse's Fantasy Island. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a shame Antonio Banderas isn't with us anymore. Oh wait, he is. Then what? why isn't he, Mister Roy? I, right. <laughs> you didn't like Michael Pena? He was all right, but he. He was very... Un- Miscast. He was underutilized. Yeah. yeah, he's a great actor and stuff. He's just not they, that role, I don't think. Yeah, he... The thing is, like, he's trying to play it, like, very professional, very downplayed. And he's really at his best when he gets to be a little bit crazy. And that role doesn't call yeah, for that. Host. So it felt... if He he felt underutilized there. Yeah, they, if that makes sense. Like, he yeah, did a fine job. I heard the whole movie's job. garbage, but that's just... The whole movie's... It's all fun. right. It's fun. It's, it, it's a stupid horror movie from the guys who brought you Truth or Dare. So, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> oh, and Seven in Heaven. Oh, uh, yeah, Seven in Heaven. <laughs> the, the the movie that Steve said, said would be a ridiculous movie to make. And the producer said, yeah, we got that. It's on Netflix now. Check it out. <laughs> Hold my beer. I will, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, they, they hook Agatha up to one of his uh, fantasy machines, basically to read her mind and see the see if uh, Tom Cruise has a minority report. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. He gonna kill somebody. Um, and in, in like 45 minutes or something like that, too. Like, it's getting yeah, down to the wire. Yeah, he, he's got his clock, his little uh, watch countdown going. Yep. So, but then uh, pre-cops show up and start, uh, start raiding all the fantasy booths. And... Uh, 
nice little chase scene that reminds me of the movie next just where it's like no stand here and then like balloons get in the way so the cops who are all within like three feet of each other don't see them because <laughs> that's how cops work um <laughs> it's definitely... they don't go in a herd i thought that's how cops went they just moved simultaneously almost like inside the spider verse when all the spider people are on the wall ceiling yeah they all move to the left and then all move to the right yeah, well, we, I, I assume the pre-cops, because they're, they've had malfunctions with their jetpacks or whatever, they're all sharing a belt now, and that's why they have to be so close to one another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just hoping that I was waiting to see if that cat is going to eat Lizzie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miss Poe? She's, uh, when, when she starts meowing, we've unfortunately started pulling out the laser pointer to distract her, so now she thinks she has to call the laser pointer to play. Here, you want to operate this bitch? So she's walking around looking for it, calling for it. Oh, laser pointer. And she, she just heard you pick it up. <laughs> run, kitty, run. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so they escape the pre-cops, and they end up going to uh, this building that he saw in the, the vision where he's supposed to kill somebody. Because, of course, the best way to avoid killing that person is to go exactly where they are. You know they are where they're supposed to be. Because I don't know who he is. got to find out who he is before I kill him. Right? No, you don't. Yeah, I, you don't. You, do, you just wait until the, the time has passed where you're like, oh, I'm ten miles away where I'm supposed to be five minutes ago. Obviously, the future didn't happen. Well, yep. that's what, like, Agatha's trying to tell him. He's like, well, I don't have another choice. Apparently, I'm going to kill him. i got to find out more about him. And Agatha's like, no, the other people didn't didn't have a choice because they, they didn't know. You know. You can change this. No, can, I don't have another choice. Airport. You can just walk away. Yeah. But, uh... This... Also, my first thought as soon as it was like, oh, why would he kill someone he doesn't know? What is the only reason in this movie Tom Cruise would kill somebody he doesn't know? Who else doesn't he know? Oh, the killer of his child? Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So they go into this, uh, the room, uh, room 1006 or something like that, um, where, again, we find the bed with photos all over of different children. And, of course, a couple of them are of his missing son, Sean. From Uh, six years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. From six years ago. Not aged up either. They're not aged up. One of them's like a school photo. Apparently, this guy was like stalking him. He, he was he was doing some reconnaissance. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So Leo Crow, the guy who's supposed to kill, shows up. And he's basically like, what the, "What the fuck are you doing in my room?" And then Tom Cruise just starts beating the shit out of him. And like, where's 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 my where's your, my son? Where's my son? Like, oh, you're you're a father. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> And yeah, basically Leo's basically like, yeah, and you're like, Where, where's my boy? Like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's not with us anymore. I, 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 I killed some... him quick. I killed him really quick. He didn't suffer. You son of a bitch! Blah blah blah. But then he's got the he's got the gun and he's pointing at Leo, and the timer goes off, and Aggie's crying in the corner, saying, "No, you have a choice." And then nothing happens, <gasps> and he starts reading him his Miranda rights. Yeah. Holy shit! He's done it. Tom Cruise has finally won this thing. Yeah. And then Leo's like, wait, you're not going to kill me? No, you're supposed you, to kill you me. You got to kill me. Otherwise, my family gets nothing. The fuck are you talking about, homie? No, they told me if I got you to kill me, if, if, if you thought I was like some sort of child predator, my family would be taken care of. You need to fucking kill me right now. Uh, is, is that a good swap? Like, yeah, my family would be taken care of, but 
they'll be the people whose husband was a pedophile and killed and raped all these kids. And it's not true. So I don't know if that's or, a good payoff. Or they keep spinning it and, and, oh, this innocent husband is killed on a business trip by a, a cop who's been doing drugs, went rogue, and thought he killed, he was a child a pedophile, but he's not. That's how it works, Craig. Oh, see, I don't. I guess I'm not diabolical enough to. And then that's why the police department has to pay out for pay his family out. Yep. Well, it wasn't the police department; it was someone else. Which will. Or to was it? Okay, 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 Craig, Craig, Craig. You mentioned that the the basis of the like the main the meat of the story has been done over and over and over again. And who is always the evil mastermind behind it? Whoever shows up at the first five minutes of the movie as an authoritative figure. Exactly. The old white man. It's always uh, Max von Sydow. Every <laughs> fucking time. Unless but it's Ed Harris. Uh, unless it's... That's uh, true, Ed Harris. Ronnie Cox. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's definitely the type. <laughs> it's even in... We just did... The, we're getting ready to do Witness. And in that movie, the first five minutes, he's talking to a guy. And that's the guy in charge. He's the chief of police. So it's always the chief of police. It's always the most important guy. So if they bring an important guy, bless you. Thank you. If they bring an important guy ahead of time, that's the guy. I mean, yep. I, I kind of, I forgot about it, but as soon as I saw Max von Sydow, I'm like, yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah. The only time it wasn't Max von Sydow was in Judge Dredd. It was the guy next to him, Jürgen Prochnow. <gasps> <laughs> Don't forget Exorcist. He, wasn't, he wasn't the bad guy in The Exorcist. Spoiler or was alert. he? You didn't, you didn't see him popping up in the sequel, now did you? <laughs> All right, uh, no, it's kind of hard to do when you die in the movie. Uh-huh, because you've been exercised. Boom. What a twist. Anyway. He's got this Dr. Eddie did stuff down. Well, you are, this Peter Stramar impression is for the ages. <laughs> anyway. Are you, now, my only question is, is she doing a gym teacher snot rag, or is she actually blowing in a tissue? I have tissue. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe your whole studio now looks like the, the end table where the timer was. <laughs> I mean, that's completely different reasons, but <laughs> I mean, oh, there's Steve's, there's Steve's rag, there's just, my rag. Just random coolers full of body organs, and you know, as opposed to pipe organs. I don't know why I specified body organs. That was weird, but yeah. <laughs> well, now I know why you live all alone at the top of a mountain. Yep, yep. Exactly. Easier to hide the bodies. <laughs> The harvest is coming. All right. So, yeah. So, I forget. How did... Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise does end up shoot, shooting Leo Crow, but it's more like he no, jumps... Leo Crow grabs the gun. Yeah, he, like, runs up on him, grabs the gun, and... And yeah. shoots himself. Yeah, that's right. So, so Tom Cruise didn't... I mean, they're going to... Actually, he didn't shoot himself at all. Like, uh, um, Because he shot the window, and then somehow I think he pushed him out the window or something like that. Yeah, I... Because they showed the bullet not go through him and go through cleanly through the window. Yeah. Oh, and then I guess he, like, jumped out the window? He did something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. It's, it, it's almost like he got he, he and Tom were struggling and Tom pushed him or something. Yeah, I thought they were, like, struggling and, like, the gun went off and it went, like, through him, shattered the window, and then he was like, oh, I've been shot, and is like, kind of, like almost ran jump out the window just to, yeah, I don't know, pull a Wiley Coyote. Yeah, I, I didn't see any blood, though, so I didn't think he got shot. Well, you know, you gotta keep it PG-13. Wait, is this PG-13? I don't know. I know Fuck is said once. Let's well, look it up. Fuck is said once. 
Yeah. Also, eyeballs are shoveled out <laughs> and, you know, kids are abducted and orgy of evidence and whatnot. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, basically that happens. And then Tom and Agatha run off. And then uh, Danny and the pre-cops show up. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Danny. Uh, Colin Farrell and the pre-cops show up. And he's like, uh, yeah, you ever heard what an orgy of evidence is? Uh, PG-13. Yeah, PG-13. There we go. Like, like, how many uh, pedophiles, you know, have a bed completely covered with Polaroids of their victims waiting for people to show up? Nobody. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Especially a six-year-old case. Yeah. Not a, not a six-year-old boy. He was probably six at the time. A six-year-old case, he's still looking at the pictures that are right out there on... You'd think he would have moved on. You know what? Some new victims. You got it. Sometimes you just got to thap it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. I. Why is she the most depraved of the three of us? Well, I was going to use the term spank bank, but I stopped myself before. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the spank bank so, sometimes is you, you need to check the deposit box in the spank bank. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, but you'd think he would have picked up another kid since then. A little more fresher uh, deposit into the bank, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, I mean, pardon the pun, but the golden oldies sometimes you just got to go back to. Jesus Christ. All right. Let's move on to the... Yeah, yeah, please, let's move on. So uh, so Colin Farrell's basically like, okay, obviously it looks like uh, Tom Cruise is being set up. I should go talk to his boss and let him know because, you know, and only him know because, you know, you, you never know who could be behind it. It could go all the way to the top. So I'll just go to the top and find yeah, out. why not? Go straight it's, to the top. It's trickle-down evidence. Yeah. yeah, you know that's that's how you investigate. You go to the top, and then it'll sprinkle down until it finally gets to the right person. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention because uh, Agatha got snatched away, the precogs aren't working. So now murder, like they don't know murder's coming. There's no red balls. There's no nothing. Which means Max Muncie does going to put a cap in Colin Farrell's ass. Pow, 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 pow. And uh, so that happens. And then uh, let's see what happens from there. Yeah, basically, this is like when he goes to uh, meet up with his uh, ex-wife, right? I thought he went to hide her. Yeah, he goes to his ex-wife's. Yeah, he goes to hide Agatha, and that's when the the Slave One ship comes in and they 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 recapture them. Yeah, right right as they uh, basically put all together that uh, Max Moncita is apparently trying to cover up the murder of some chick named Anne Lively, who's actually Agatha's mom, and it's uh, you know he's able to cover it up because basically. The, the the premonition happens, and then immediately after, he's dressed up like the person they picked up, and then finishes the murder. It's it, No, uh... so this is how it works. I'll help you out here. Cause, okay. So, a murder happens, or a precog sees a murder happen. They go and they stop the murder. Now, the problem is, is the precogs have these things called echoes, and so they'll remember the murder over and over again. And the technicians are taught to disregard, once the murder has been stopped if the same murder happens again in, in the precogs just to disregard that that's an echo so what he did is he replicated a murder that had already been stopped so that when a tech saw it they would go oh i think this is old stuff i can just delete it and that's where the ripples in the water became a clue the ripples in one version went from the to the shore and then apparently the next murder happened where the ripples have come from the shore and so that's how i was able to say well this is someone was able to duplicate the murder and get away with it perfect perfect greg so much better at this than me <laughs> almost like he has a professional podcast 
No, I don't have a professional podcast. Don't you have to make money to be a professional? Yeah. Nobody makes money on a podcast, babe. Exactly. So I don't know where this professional comes from. But yeah, I, and that's a, and I have to say that is actually a pretty good use of that. The problem is, is that you, I, I thought of that early on. I was like, why don't they just... Because nothing's perfect. And once someone says everything's perfect and it's the, the system's perfect, it's bullshit. It's not human error. The systems can be bad badly as well. So the system is when they have an echo, disregard it. The first thing you do is you just find all these murders that <coughs> happen and just and just replicate them. Yeah. 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 So right around the time they're putting that all together, they uh, you know that slave one comes by, takes Tom Cruise off to uh, the prison. But basically, the uh, the prison in this one is a lot like it's kind of like Demolition Man. It's basically just put them in like a <laughs> tube and. I, I don't yep. know, teach them how to knit or something? I, I don't know they what exactly They put the halo on. on them. They put the halo on them, which makes them rendered neutral or whatever. They don't move. They're just in a coma or whatever, and they can... Apparently, they have weird dreams. But the problem I have with this whole thing is it isn't that hard to get into the prison because later on, his wife shows up yeah. well, out of the blue. Well, she had Tom Cruise's eyes. Still, all you have to get is somebody's fucking eyes. And why is his eyes still available to open the doors? They should have shut that shit down a month ago. Also, so does she just have it's, the one it's eye? It's only been like three days. Does she still have the one eye, or did she get the one that fell down the grate, too? This, this, she only can have the one. Yeah, There's yeah, no way she can get the one in the crate. Yeah. Which was awful, because that disguise that he used, that he injected himself with, and all it made was, like, wrinkly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but... Sharpay serum? Yeah, yeah, basically like, oh, it'll completely mess up your face and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it looks like he's trying to play Tom Cruise as, I assume, a 325-year-old man, where he still looks no, no, like he's 70 to normal mortals. It's Tom Cruise and Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tom Cruise as big boy. Also, I just want to throw in here, this movie would be would get a full extra star for me if every time they're carried around the, uh, the eyes in the bag, eyes without a face played. <laughs> no, it doesn't even have to be the main chorus just the the bass line Tom Cruise is in jail. Uh, the ex-wife is like talking to Max von Sydow because he's about to go to a press conference. Uh, basically, she mentions that Anne Lively, and Max is like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I'll totally look into see uh, why she drowned, and uh, we'll see what, what's going on with that." And she's like, "I never said she drowned," and it's like, "Fuck the jigs up." Oh well, <laughs> I got a press conference to go to. Yeah, oldest trick in the book is this: like, just talk to him about it, and then like, oh, I never mentioned that. Oh shit, and then. Yeah. That a guy that good who's got that he would have been a better I think he would have navigated that conversation a little better. You would think, right? Yeah, he, bad he was a cop at one time, <laughs> supposedly. He, even worse, he's a politician. He should know how to weave his way through that. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was slipping. But uh, yeah, middle of the press conference, uh, Max Monsito gets a call. Uh, well, I guess his secretary does and immediately runs over to him like, hey, I, I'm sorry, I know you're in the middle of, I don't know, everything, but apparently you got an urgent call in your private line. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Take a message. That's all that would have been. But instead he picks it up and, holy shit, Tom Cruise is on the other end. 
And he's so. basically like, yeah, uh, yeah, jig is up, homie. We're going to let everybody know that you uh, you killed Anne to keep Agatha and make precog, uh, pre-crime a thing and blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing about the secretary <laughs> that bothers me. He treats her like shit. Oh, yeah. When he's talking to the wife. Why does she think that she... Because uh, he, he just got mad and screamed out of there. Would you go and tell him that he had a phone call after that just happened? I think you're just like, well, I'll have to take a message because I'm not going to get yelled at again. Having been a secretary, yes, because if it's urgent and you don't tell them, you're just going to get yelled at again down the line. It sounds like you're going to get yelled at no matter what. So I Oh, yeah, no, if you avoid... work for a yeller, you're getting yelled at. So it's just like, you know what, motherfucker, I'm going to interrupt this conversation one more time. Answer your damn phone. I would just hold on to it. So I'd be like, I don't want to fucking get yelled at right now. So I'll wait. I'll get yelled at later. Well, I get yelled at in front of everybody. I'd rather get yelled at secretly. Nah, make it public. Embarrass him a little. <laughs> yeah, make, yeah, yeah make right, right there in the yeah. press conference. That's how you do it. <laughs> Have, make him go full Gordon Ramsay on you. Yeah. <laughs> donkey! You donkey! What are you doing, you donkey? It's embarrassing! What's uh, what's your Rachel Ray, Gordon oh, Ramsay Ramsay? <laughs> let your dogs cook your fucking food for you, Rachel! <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So Dom Cruz is talking to Max Moncito and basically like jigs up, blah blah blah. And then uh, pre pre crime gets a little red ball and it's like, oh shit, Ma- uh, Max is gonna kill Tom. Shit, oh, we need to get shit. to that press conference. Oh god, there's a scene where they're like, he's like going through the kitchen. Gord Ramsey's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And uh, <laughs> yeah, but then. Uh, <laughs> Great um, cameo. And then Max Moncito says something about uh, Tom Cruise's son. He's like, don't you ever say his name? Never! It's like Batman and Superman when he says Martha. Yeah, Why'd exactly. Would you say that name? <laughs> Do you know where my son is? Did you kill my son? Ooh, Steve, people who argue about names month. <laughs> Next on the podcast. <laughs> don't you ever say his name. That's, like, that's the easiest button to push. Come on. Yeah. But uh, basically, they end up in a balcony overlooking picturesque green screen DC. <laughs> and uh, b- basically, uh, Tom Cruise is out there. Uh, Max has a gun <coughs> pointed at him. He's like, well, you're in a little catch-22 here. If you uh, kill me, it proves that uh, pre-crime's a real thing, and uh, it's going to go nationwide, but you'll be going to jail. Yeah. Or you don't kill me. Pre-crime gets written off as another failed experiment. And uh, you still go to jail, I think. Yeah, so... puts his boss in the same situation he was in. It's up to you, fucker. <clears throat> and uh, what do you do? What Mac... do you do? Well, Max makes a choice. He pulls that trigger. Yeah, right into his own dome. Woo! He Hitler's himself. That's right. Yeah, head canoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, <laughs> after uh, Max Moncito head canoe. Uh, pre-crimes disbanded, um, Aggie and the twins get relocated to fucking Potterville. Start, uh, don't start forget an awesome forget, band. Yeah, don't forget all the prisoners are released. Oh yeah, shit, that's right. All the pre-crime all the, They're prisoners. all pardoned and released, and now we've got a bunch of angry potential killers versus killers. To be fair, uh, they've been heavily sedated, it, it, they're well, probably pretty chill. I, more realistically, now they're hooked on those drugs, so it's just gonna add to the drug problem. They're, they're just going to want that clarity all the time to feel like they were back when they were in the cell. They were, yeah, they, they're just showing up at the methadone clinics. And everybody's like, where'd you get those tattoos? In the tube. 
<laughs> two tattoos. Oh, it was. I was. What you got to do is the first thing you do is you find the sleepiest guy in prison. And you <laughs> I like that world. Sleepy motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Yep. Roll credits. Ladies and gentlemen, Minority Report. Uh, Craig, would you recommend this movie? I would. This is actually a very good movie, uh, despite all the stuff that we're ripping into. It's actually quite, it's well-paced. Yeah. It's got a good mix of unrealistic future and realistic future. You know, there's a lot of stuff, especially since we've had 10 years, almost 20 years to look back at this movie and go, well, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But... A lot of it did kind of happen, so I can't give him too much grief on that part. Uh, Tom Cruise is good as always. I mean, yeah. I have to say that uh, I, a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise personally or his personal beliefs or whatever. But the man gives a hundred percent every movie. Yeah. Oh so yeah, you know you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get shortchanged by no one sleeps. He doesn't sleep through any of his movies. He's amazing. Well, I just don't think uh, he know. sleeps. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he's actually a robot and or possibly an alien. Well, the fact that he doesn't look that much younger, I'm starting to believe you. Because I'm looking at him going, yeah. let's see, he's, he's he's 50-something now, so he's like 38 in this movie. Yeah. And he well, he does look a little younger, but I think it's the haircut. Yeah. Yeah, the short hair. By the way, I would like to look that good when I'm 38. <laughs> uh, well, I want to look as good as Harrison Ford at 78. <laughs> now. Right? I'm not going to wait till I'm old, but I mean, oh, that's awful. I'd also, I have the beard, though. I, I do have the beard. Yeah, I'd also go. like to not care as much as Harrison Ford does when I'm 78. He has oh, yeah, not he given a shit, like, down to a science. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. ever given a shit. That's part of his coolness. <laughs> That's why George Lucas was like, hey, I like this guy. Maybe I'll put him in a movie. Put him in all my movies. It's like, I don't give a fuck, whatever. Just let me know where. <laughs> <laughs> well, or or they would go. Actually, the, the the way he got Indiana Jones was well. You were in my Star Wars movie. I don't want you in another one of my movies. So let's find someone else who's a Harrison Ford like person. And they kept on going and going and going. And then and they went. Eh, I guess we're gonna have to go with Harrison Ford. That Magnum PI guy is in returning my call. So let's go with Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I would give this about uh, out of uh, what's your rating? What do you guys do? Five stars, two stars, whatever star? what you, you want. Yeah, it's up to you. I would give this three arrogant bastards. Woo! Yeah. That's a lot of beer, man. Three out of a hundred arrogant bastards. <laughs> That's a lot three of beer. Out of five. I, I would say three out of five. Yes. How about you, babe? Uh, I'm just going to go on the uh, the pass or fail. This is a pass. Go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Pass. Double pass. I like it. <laughs> Don't pass oh, wait, wait. this up. I, I, I'm sorry. Good pass. <laughs> Not uh, yeah, pass that shit on by. No, no, check it out. <laughs> pass or pass. <laughs> we have a new segment. <laughs> Excellent. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more beer. Woo! Fun facts. And of course, what we learn from Minority Report. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. 
Hi, I'm Brendan. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast, Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. I heard of a blow my nose again. Sorry, guys. It's going to be disgusting. Yeah, it is. It hasn't been yet? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh, this is going to be. No, no. It's been pretty <coughs> gross the whole time. It's like, oh, we know. We, 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 we've been here the last hour and 15 minutes or so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, why is my microphone wet? That's gross. <laughs> it's that damn technology. Uh, sorry. This has been my life. You can't catch coronavirus through digital, can you? Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders, uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Brendan Steer, the director of the Velocipaster, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. And we're back. My God, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. Ah, they get better every week. <laughs> Indeed. Ah, damn, I'm a little parched after two and a half hours of uh, Minority <laughs> Report. Well, you are in luck because, in honor of uh, the two twins and oh my God, I keep on calling Agatha. Her. Agatha, yes, I keep. Keep wanting to say something else. Anyway, we have a triple, the Albion triple from TF Brewing, which I believe we said uh, the fuck brewing, but really it's Templin family. <laughs> but I like the fuck brewing. The fuck. The fuck. So, TFAF. Woo! I'm gonna pop this top. <laughs> Pocat's really excited too. Oh my top! Woo! And is it like a catnip hot what? brew? No, it's a, it's, a, it's supposed to be a Belgian triple, so it should actually have very little hops. Well, it's actually light, lighter than uh, most triples usually are. Just like a yeah. light caramel or, oh gosh, Not that's almost a golden. Yeah. That's just like a light straw color. It's got a white foamy head, lots of tiny bubbles. I am getting Ooh. no aromas, so I'm going to rely yeah. on my co-host here. For yeah, those of you, oh, yeah, like multi, but... For those of you out there who haven't noticed, uh, I do have a cold, so... Yeah, melt forward. Uh, you definitely can like smell the alcohol on it. Was it ten percent? You said ten point two percent. Ten point two percent. Yeah, it's uh, got a little bit of a burn to it. Like it's not as uh, sometimes with the Belgian doubles and triples. They are 
almost kind of syrupy, like a little... Yeah, you really, you really get that beet sugar in this there is, on those. This is pretty dry this is, and Yeah, this is almost like a champagne. Yeah. Excellent. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's TF Brewing at 9th South and 3rd West in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Hey, Craig, uh, would you be interested in any fun facts? Always interested in fun facts. Excellent. Only if they're super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Well, yeah, they have to be fun. If they're facts, I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm a regular American. I don't care about facts. But if they're fun facts, I'll oh. listen. Oh, they're the funnest. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Craig, what do you think the critics thought of Minority Report? Hmm, I'm going to say somewhere in the high 70s. Babe, how about you? Oh, critics critics love this kind of shit. Um, I'm going to say 85 Ninety percent with the critics. Oh, hey, yeah, right. yeah they critics love to suck dick. Wow, <laughs> Philip well, K. Dick. I, that I, is. I would have <laughs> given it. I personally would have given it somewhere in the mid eighties as well. But uh, yeah. I don't know about ninety. Ninety seems a little high. Yeah. Well, okay. How about the audience score then? What do you think? Oh no, audiences are stupid. So they're going to be. This this is probably a ninety six. Uh ooh, I think the. I think the audience is going to not love this as much. I I mean, they still are going to suck on the dick, but not as much. <laughs> no, I'm not going to drop that. I'm going to say 78. 80%. Wow. Pretty close, babe. Oh, damn. Nice. Very good. All, All right. right. And a $102 million budget, $132 million gross in the U.S., but $358 million worldwide gross. Yeah. That's a nice little profit. Hills yeah. Yeah. It's a rich dick. In fact, uh, keep that gross number in mind because Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg both agreed to waive their usual salary to help keep the film's budget under $100 million. They agreed instead to take 15% of the film's gross. So if you do a little bit of math, that's what, about $52, $53 million instead of their usual fee? Good for them. that's That's how a lot of these guys really make a lot of money. Like... It was like, oh, they get paid twenty million dollars a movie. No, no. <laughs> like, how do they become multi hundred million dollar people? Well, like Tom Hanks took a like a chunk of Forrest Gump instead of getting paid. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. like Jack Nicholson, like the first one, do that, like with the Batman movie, or like one of the first. Possibly, I, I don't know the history of uh, contract negotiation. <laughs> but, but, Damn it! That's why we brought you on here, Craig. We were well, told you that's what you did your thesis on. That's why Harrison Ford was in The Force Awakens. Not because he wanted to wrap up something. It's because they gave him a percentage. Oh, there you go. I mean, yeah. And that's why he showed back up for Rise of Skywalker. Because he made so much goddamn money on Force Awakens that he's like, I will, yeah, I'll I'll show up just for two minutes to pretend I'm alive. (laughs) Fine, I owe you one. Oh, what were the three movies where the directors all shared credits on it? Thinking they were all going to get rich in the movie. Like, one of the movies was Star Wars. The movie that was the flop was like Big Monday or something. Oh, and then what was oh, the you're third talking, one? Yeah, yeah, John Milius, the yeah, the documentary there. Yeah, it was like the yeah. surfing movie, the Big Monday or whatever. Star yeah. Wars and Jaws or something. Yes, like that. yeah, because yeah, it was Spielberg, Lucas, and Milius, and they were like, yeah, because we're all buddies. We're gonna share credits on these bit on these big movies we're working on. <laughs> one of those did not belong. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which, apparently, they all thought that was the one that was going to take off. Well, because it was John Milius, right? No. <laughs> he, yeah, he was the one that actually had a name at that point because of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, back to more fun facts. 
The film was also almost shot a few years earlier before Spielberg decided to do AI uh, and have Minority Report script reworked. According to reports, Tom Cruise's co-star in that version would have been Kate Blanchett as Agatha, Matt okay. Damon as Whitwer, uh, the yeah. Colin Farrell role, and Ian McKellen as uh, Max von Sydow, basically. I would watch the fuck out of that. Oh, yeah, that'd been a good. I'm not a Matt. That Matt Damon doesn't seem right, but yeah. everything else is right up there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Jenna Elfman would have been his ex-wife, Laura. <laughs> well, she needs the work after yeah. Garmer and Greg. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like after Ed TV, nothing happened. It was the weirdest thing. Um, <laughs> all right, what else we got? Uh, Oh, I, I don't know if you guys noticed the subtle, uh, <laughs> subtle uh, promotions and stuff of this movie by certain companies like uh, Aquafina. Yeah, Aquafina. Oh my god, yeah, Aquafina and Coke popped up everywhere. Uh, but specifically, Nokia spent two million dollars, and of course, Lexus five million dollars for their products to be in the movie. Uh... Um, also, there's a couple cameos in this movie. Oh, oh, I know one. I know one. Ooh, what's that? Cameron Crowe was. <laughs> In was the guy reading the newspaper on the on the subway when um, he's trying to escape because you know how the newspapers change. Yep. And so you only have to buy one paper. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the Harry Potter newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the Harry like the Harry Potter cereal box. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, I, uh, I did appreciate. I think the most realistic po- point in this movie is when uh, he's trying to get the cereal box to stop singing at him, and he chucks it across the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, also in that same scene there on the train next to him is another Cameron, Cameron Diaz. What? Yeah. Oh shit! That's, I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see it either. Although I'm not gonna lie, this time I wasn't like looking really hard. I just kind of read the facts afterwards, and we're like, eh, I'm not gonna look for it. But uh, well, yeah, apparently she was there on the, bus, about the train too. I don't know what it says about me that I can recognize Cameron Crowe uh, and not recognize Cameron Diaz. Uh, I guess that's my film nerd coming through. She was probably in disguise, like in one of the Charlie's Angels movies or something. Probably had a beard on. Or... <laughs> anyway. She was probably trying to figure out if they, she can get into Night and Day at that point. <laughs> <laughs> or what, what was it? Was it Vanilla Sky she was in with uh, Tom Cruise or Magnolia? I forget. Oh, I think it was Penelope Cruz and Cameron. Yeah, that's right. Cameron Diaz was the uh, the evil bitch in uh, Vanilla Sky. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, check out Vanilla <laughs> Sky. I watched it once and that was enough. <laughs> it is a movie that that's been made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think directed by Cameron Crowe, right? Or yes. one of the Andersons. Ah, fuck it. He's actually a raven? No, no, that's Cameron Crowe, I think. It's definitely not Anderson. I know almost all of Anderson's movies. Oh, that's right. Magnolia was Paul... T. Anderson. Yes. Not Paul W.S. Paul, Paul, Anderson. Yeah, say Paul T. Barnum, <laughs> Anderson, Williamson, no. whatever his name is. Yeah. The good Paul Anderson, not the awful. No, 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 Paul, no, Paul T. Anderson. Anderson, not Paul W.S. We were yeah, very specific yeah, yeah. about that, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Mia Paul Jovovich wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul T. Anderson married Maya Rudolph, which is the best thing that he's ever done. Oh, that's true. And, yeah. and Paul W.S. Anderson, I don't know what he's done that's any good. Mia Jovovich. Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Event Horizon, all of yeah. the Resident Evil oh movies, The Three Musketeers. Come on. I love Event Horizon so Come on, much. Greg. I love that yeah. movie. Don't don't act like we don't worship Paul W.S. Anderson here on this podcast. <laughs> don't act like he's not a repeat offender on this here podcast. Yeah. All right. But um, Event Horizon, <laughs> still the greatest line I'm going to stand by in all of cinema. We're leaving. <laughs> 
All it takes is a hellish space orgy. and eh. Right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn from Minority Report? Uh, Craig, as our guest, would you like to go first? Sure. I learned that if you're going to commit a crime, make sure someone else has done it first. And then just copycat. So copycat killers actually have the right idea. Yeah, learn from their that's mistakes, what, you know? That's what, no, if, you don't have to learn from their mistakes. No, if, you have if, to copy if, it. You just copy them. So if you're going to kill somebody, don't try to be unique and, and, and creative and try to find a way to beat the system. Find an exact copy, do it that way, and then blame the other guy. There you go. Babe, you got anything? That apparently, fundamentally, I will get violently angry even at the thought of a personalized ad targeting me <laughs> using my name. That is something to keep in mind there, Google. <laughs> uh, I learned uh, I learned what an orgy of evidence was. Well, I kind of knew beforehand, but I didn't know the term before I watched this movie the first time. Then you saw it laid out before you on yeah. a bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Craig, anything else you'd like to share that you learned? You know, just that uh, whenever there is snot in a movie, for some reason it's a lot more tolerable when it's Peter Stramar. <laughs> yeah, he can't really do I more. Wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't put up with that shit with another person, but with Peter, for some reason... It's almost he's charming. Fun to watch. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> Even when he's he plays every bad Russian, every, you know, he's just he's just a good, fun... B-list actor that, you know, even if he's blowing snot, thick, viscous, almost putting uh, like snot out of his nose, it's not nearly as bad uh, when Peter Stramar does it. What's that? What was that game in the 90s where you have to pick the kid, the things, you pick the the, the nose and you get the, the gelatinous boogers and then if you pull the wrong booger, the, the brain pops brain out? The brain pops out, yeah. Uh, hold on. I was not a kid in the 90s, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I babysat kids. Who it may have been this. around in the sixties too. It's called uh, Gooey Louie. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Gooey Louie. Oh, oh, he's gonna blow his nose. Yeah, it was very Gooey Louie esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I thought when I saw this booger hanging out. I was like, oh, if you pull the wrong one, his brain's gonna pop out. I mean, he couldn't find a fucking Kleenex or a sleeve. I mean, he's literally just blowing snot right onto the end table, and like on his hand, he like grabs them with his hand. Yeah, yeah, he's got the gym teacher snot rag going big time, and but he goes it right on the end of the table. It's like the whole thing's covered. It's just, I mean, and what does he have? That's a lot of mucus. So he's slowly mucus. melting from the inside. <laughs> yes, he's got a lot more. He should be dehydrated, all the fluids coming out of him. <laughs> uh, I also learned you have a choice to go to Fantasy Island where... Mr. Rufus will take care of all of your pleasures. <laughs> Mr. Rufus or Mr. Rufy? Oh, I also learned uh, <laughs> you gotta keep running. The they always run. run. I, I feel like they the working run. title of this movie was Running the Movie. They always run. <laughs> yeah, but it's Tom Cruise. He runs in every movie. so that, And that's the name. That's the Everybody Runs. That's the, that's the <gasps> tagline of this movie. Oh my god, guys. I just realized. Is this like... The most running? No. <laughs> He doesn't ride a motorcycle in this movie. No? Oh, he rides he rides a guy on a jetpack. But he doesn't ride a motorcycle. Is, is that how what a car other, is in the how future? How many other movies <laughs> does he not ride a motorcycle? I think the motorcycle is something he's been doing lately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, he did it in Top Gun, and then he didn't do it for a while, and then, like, 
once he hit about 40, 45, it's been in every movie since. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, show he could still do it. Yeah, it's the Harrison Ford earring instead. He's like, well, I'll just ride a motorcycle. I won't get an earring. So, so Craig, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hyped are you for Top, top Gun Maverick? Six. Babe? Oh, nine. Yeah, uh, yeah but I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I hope Tom Cruise... I want to see Tom Cruise with the shirt off again. Yeah. Let's see if that body's holding up into his 60s. Yeah, I can't wait to see Val Kilmer with his shirt off. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the main reason it's not a 7 or an 8, is because I, I've seen Val Kilmer in person. He's been at the Salt Lake City and I, at some other shows that I've been at. And um, not fun to see. Not something oh, I want great. to go pay money it's for. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, so is Miles Teller Goose's son? Is that what I... I have no idea. Miles Teller. See, that's the other reason. I, Miles Teller. I don't know why, but I hate him. I don't know why. Every movie he's in, he's, he's a shitty little punk. He, he's just he's just Shia LaBeouf in like <laughs> in a little, uh, yeah. relocation or something. <laughs> Even in Whiplash, which I loved, Whiplash. I hated him. I hated his character. I always hate Miles Teller. I've never liked him in anything he's ever done. Well, maybe that'll change this July. I don't know when it, whenever Top Gun comes out. I'll, I think it's coming out in June. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it at like a two dollar theater, so it'll be like August when I see it. So we're not going to see it for my birthday. Or I, we could. <laughs> it's, la- it's Lady's we'll def- Choice. We'll definitely be covering the original Top Gun on Matinee Hero. So yeah, oh, can we do the original for my birthday? Sure, it's right over there. <laughs> well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. Yes, the one I just mentioned, Matinee Heroes. You can go to matineeheroes.com. All Matinee Heroes everywhere. Um, we are... It, right now, I'm flying solo, but Alan should be coming back in the next month or two, hopefully. I, I don't know if I've, I've driven him off, but uh, right now we have guests like yourself who have come in and helped us uh, pick up the slack to continue Matinee Heroes where we talk good movies, great movies, with great heroes and talk about how wonderful movies are. Indeed. I'd like to say it was big shoes to fill, but we we really know Craig is the talent. Prove us wrong, Alan. Yes, he did. He left, and now it's like, oh, every every show he's gone, it proves that he's he's the talent. It's like sports. He is the, uh, the, he's a film critic, so he is the guy that is like the old quarterback who talks, and then I'm the color commentator who like spices things up once in a while and then edits. So, <laughs> and then he edits, so he make, make, makes you sound even smarter. I like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I appreciate everybody's been on the show, but uh, I, Alan really makes it. So, hopefully, he'll be back soon. Well, if you need more uh, critic level opinions, we are available. We are extremely critical and judgmental. <laughs> Aren't you coming on a, a recent episode? Oh uh, yeah, we were on uh, the Man from Uncle. <gasps> yeah, we were, you were just on like two weeks ago. So go to The Man from U.N.C.L.E., which was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, a fun movie. Underrated uh, movie. Uh, a, a hidden gem that I think a lot of people will enjoy. And in fact, if they did a sequel, I wouldn't be upset. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm w- still waiting for it. <laughs> I mean, if they're Then again, fast... I'm also waiting for the sequel to uh, King Arthur Legend of the Sword, too. So. Festive Furious can have nine of them. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Ugh. It's going to be great. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Craig, maybe join us for uh, a little something later on, too. Speaking oh, of Fast and the Furious. Yeah, just a little, little something, something. A little something. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I, 
I, I come back whenever I'm asked. Uh, I, I I'm happy to come back on because I don't I don't have to actually think very hard because when you have your own podcast you have to ask questions. You've got to push <laughs> the conversation here. I just got to sit back, let you guys do what you do, and then say whatever I want, and then you can edit me out later. Yeah, he, throw, oh. he throws in the Ed McMahon zingers, and boom. He thinks we think yep. hard about our podcast. Yeah, right. And edit. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, in general, everybody has to think a little bit when you have your own podcast. I'm not saying you think a lot. I'm just saying you have to think more than I do. It's like, hi, this is Steve, and uh, Did what's, I hit what's, play? What's, what's the name of the podcast? Oh, yeah, everything I learned from something. Everything I did at the movies. That's right. Everything I love about the movies. <laughs> everything I learned from going to the movies. <laughs> But yes, thank you, Craig. And, uh, babe, Steve. thank you for being on the show as well. Aw, thank you for having me. Uh, I understand you're also on a podcast or some other social media. <laughs> I am on a podcast. It's called Everything I Learned from Movies. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias at EILF Movies. That's Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, Steve, I understand your wife has some sort of art thing she does. Uh, from what I understand, she does. I don't know. Uh, she's been uh, kind of slacking lately. But uh, yeah, if you go to untidyvenus.etsy.com, you can see some incredible art, including movie monsters who love kittens. And there's also paracord stuff. Handmade uh, by Steve. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're uh, we're soon releasing a biography of the adventures of Steve's grandmother's life. It's mostly designed for family, but if y'all want a copy, you should go for it. Yep. Mother of 17, grandmother of 90, great-grandmother of 85. Not joking. Jesus. Not right? exaggerating. vagina fall out? Good <laughs> God. Yep. Hear all about it <laughs> at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Yeah. How um, did she die? She tripped on her vagina and fell down nine flights of stairs. Because that's, that's a lot of kids. 17 Craig, that children. just recently happened, so please, we're, we're still grieving over here with our funeral <laughs> potatoes. We still have Soon. funeral potatoes in the fridge. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to talk about your grandmother's vagina. That's, yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> Everybody else does. All right. Uh, so, babe, uh, hypothetically speaking, let's say yeah. I was about to go into open eye socket surgery, <laughs> but it is in a nasty place. I'm pretty sure the physician may have a chest cold. Is there some sort of aromatherapy or essential oil you would recommend for that situation? Well, um, I'm not sure what would really help you as far as the physician physician with a cold, but I will say if you really wanted to like chill out, relax, let those drugs really take effect, I would recommend 40 Winks oh. from FrankieandMurr.com. Worst case scenario, I might just go in my sleep. I thought you would <laughs> recommend staying alive. <laughs> See, I threw you through a loop there. The 40 weeks is just going to knock you out, so you won't even give a... You won't care. Sold. It's got lavender and chamomile, vetiver and frankincense. It smells awesome. And that was at Frankie and Murray, you said? Yeah. Frankie and I bet if you use promo code VENUS at checkout, you could save 15%. Oh. Yeah. Nice. What if I wanted free shipping, though? Oh, that's really easy. You just order over $35, and all orders over $35 will ship free. But only if I use that code VENUS, right? Oh, the $35 thing will work anyway. I mean, I'm going to use that code But Venus you want the anyway. 50% off anyway. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Craig. And this, this is, is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you next week when we start living life a quarter April at a time. Vroom, 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 bitches. Woo, Craig, you're going to join us for this, right? 
I, I, is this the Fast and the Furious thing? Yeah. All of the Fast and Furiouses. Yes, I have only seen the first two. <laughs> and I was forced at gunpoint for the second one. You haven't... <laughs> so you haven't seen when uh, The Rock and Jason Statham take over the franchise? I did see Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't consider that the Fast and Furious because... It's even better. It's, it's, so a, it's a spin-off. So it's I haven't so seen good. the actual Fast and Furious movies except the first two. 